The following business program is general in nature and designed as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. You should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Coach Nikki is a business coach, and any recommendations made during the show should be considered as points of reference only. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. 101 FM Management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. Business owners, you have arrived at your new home for business on the FM dial. Introducing Coach Nikki. It's Monday night and you know what that means. It's time for the Business 101 Show, proudly sponsored by CoachNikki.com. In five, in five. Four, three, three, two, two, one. Here's your host, Coach Nikki. Good everyone, and welcome to the Business 101 Show. I am Coach Nikki, and as always, I'm joined on the other side of the desk by Mal West. G'day, Mal. <laughs> G'day, Coach Nikki. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Well, we had a week off. I was very busy in my flower business because a little day of international love called Valentine's Day happened yesterday which is sort of like a Christmas week in the flower world for normal retail, and you got to spend some time with your family. That's right. Uh, went uh, over the border. Oh, how was that? Did you get back okay? Any paperwork <laughs> needed? No, it was all good. All good, uh, quite easy at the moment, so uh, things are back to normal. Yeah, fantastic. Well, what a show we've got tonight. We've got a double show, seeing that we weren't on air uh, last week. My apologies for not being with you. I missed you. But again, in the flower world, Valentine's Day is exactly like Christmas week for a normal retail trade. But spare a thought for our cousins in Victoria who were forced into a forced shutdown lockdown in what is one of their busiest weekends of the year. Now, no matter if you are coupled up or if you're single, you may like Valentine's Day, you may hate Valentine's Day, depending on what your thoughts are on it. But for people in the flower industry, they really do need a good Valentine's Day to get through to Mother's Day because, believe it or not, some retail stores only make money two weeks uh, out of the year, which sustains them. So it's a really interesting dynamic in some of the retail stores around Australia. Uh, the ABC reported that floristry in Victoria lost $38 million this weekend because of the lockdown. Now, when I've uh, surveyed the florists around uh, southeast Queensland, mm-hmm. it's a story of two tales. So some are up 200%, some are down 150%. So even here in southeast Queensland, we're starting to see destabilised spending patterns by consumers, which leads me to think... Are the consumers starting to look at JobKeeper coming off in March, uh, JobSeeker ramping down, and there's no guaranteed supplement for people in the hard-hit industries of, say, tourism and travel, and how much impact on the psyche up here in sunny Queensland are border closures having everywhere else? So these are all the questions that I can't answer for you, but these are the things that I ponder at my kitchen table talking with my business partner and my wife Millie going right I wonder what causes this set of circumstances how was your Valentine's Day did you enjoy it did you go do something did you celebrate Valentine's Day would you just think it's another commercial uh, bit of tripe that you don't take part in well whatever your views are I hope you had a great time and I hope it was what you wanted it to be tonight's show Mel is about conscious leadership and Something funny happens when you don't have conscious leadership, you get a vacuum. And what I think we're starting to see uh, in Australia at the moment is a little bit of a vacuous leadership. The PM's got a real problem at the moment, and we'll talk about what that is later on. It taps straight into this whole idea of conscious leadership uh, and getting out of that vacuum. Now, from last week, we were talking about trust as the currency of 2021. 
the week before. What happens when that erodes? Did you have a chance to look at your business and work out how can you keep the trust with your customers? How do you keep your messaging on point? And remember, you've got to tune into the what's in it for me for your customer to keep them coming back. How did you go on the reflection of that? Did you come up with any gold sort of standard ideas to borrow a phrase from Dan Andrews? Any gold standard ideas for you and your business? I hope you did because it's a very important bit. So don't forget your customer trust is the number one thing for this year because it's going to wear thin and it's wearing even thinner. Just ask our politicians. Public opinion really matters uh, and the premiers are struggling with this at the moment. And again, it taps into uh, how they do their leadership and how they go about that job. Now, chapter four is our in our business book of the month, Art of War. Chapter three is what we're doing today on strategic defence. Uh, and we're going to cover that later in the book club. So did you read or have you read Art of War? Strategic Defence covers some really good principles that we can take forward into business. Mel, you've got a free pass this week because you were driving, so you can't read and drive at the same time. So Thank I'll you. run you through that later on, okay? All right, let's have a look at what's happening in the business notice board. The Logan Regional Chamber has a night with our last show's special guest, Joel Hall, on Wednesday the 24th of February at the Greenbank RSL Rooftop Bar at 6pm. Joel is a branding animal and he will share his views on why personal branding is so very, very important. Go to trybooking.com slash bully. That's B-O-U-L-I. Trybooking.com slash B-O-U-L-I. Of course, you can always find it on the Logan Regional Chamber of Commerce's website. We have three words of the week today. Malcolm, how are you feeling? Not confident. How's the, how's the, the last one, the Sanfroid, spelt Sangfroid, uh, is the one we'll go to later. But the first one I'm going to ask you today is Fardil. What is a Fardil? F-A-R-D-E-L. For those of you who don't understand why I'm playing a word game in the business show, I shared with you that I feel like I'm getting dumber as I get older and my vocabulary is eroding. So that's why I thought, let's do words of the week and let's expand our vocab together. Fardil. It's a noun. It's a burden. His okay. broke and demanding relatives were a fardel on Wayne. A fardel. That can come in useful next time you talk about somebody who's a burden on you. What about this one? You've heard this one before. Ameliorate. It's a verb. Ameliorate. Want to have a stab at that? Ameliorate. Yeah. It's not my wife. That's Amelia, but ameliorate. No. It's not to be ameliorated. I'm doing no good at these. That's okay. Ameliorate. What about you at home or on the radio? Have you got it? It's to correct a deficiency or defect. It's to make a right or wrong. It's a, an action that makes up for a previous inaction to m- go some part of the way to make it right. So it's not all the way, but some part of the way to ameliorate the situation. I can hear Ross Burns. He's on his way in. For Ross a, is screaming at the dashboard, <laughs> driving in, <laughs> going, Aussie, I know the answer Aussie to this homegrown. one. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers fan is still in mourning after the NFL. But anyway, that's right, Ross, you'll be fine. Okay, so this last one, Sanfroid, spelt S-A-N-G-F-R-O-I-D. San Fly, it's a noun. Do you know the meaning of it? No, I have got no idea. How did you go with your San Fly? Uh, not as good as uh, Ross Burns came running into the studio as we went to that break. He did, coming up after our show with Australian homegrown Ross Burns, because he's, he's an orator, Ross Burns, and he knew what the answer was. Now, most mothers will display a great state of San Fly as the children are screaming in the back seat and they're driving. It is, of course, the attitude or state of possessing a cool head and steadfast composure in the face of danger, adversity or stressful situations. Just it's like me when I go through a drive through with the kids at Macca's. <laughs> I have to maintain my sang exactly. There you go. And of course, so word of said, the week. We are, this is the Business 101 show and you can uh, get in touch with us. Like um, Shane Drew, station sponsor from Drew Sign It. He's yeah. made a comment. 
based on what you just said at the uh, in the opening segment, yep. um, his his thought is I'm finding small businesses are hesitant as March gets closer, yep. but corporate businesses seem to be moving on with a positive approach. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it, it makes you wonder: is it because of scale? Small business doesn't have the benefit of scale, so they might, you know, corporates may have multiple state exposures for you know more revenue and diversified. Exactly yep. right. Thank you. Spread across different states. And then again, maybe it's because small businesses are normally owner-operators, so they you know, will instantly communicate and also instantly act. So a small business can normally react quicker than a corporate, but then a corporate might have diversification. So yeah, good point, Shane. Not sure. Um, stay tuned, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, once it comes off, the government is set to announce a further relief package. They're all getting pushed by, especially the hospitality and tourism people. My wife, Millie, is a genius, Mel, and she came up with this. We were at lunch today. Very rarely do we get together and just have a social lunch. We did today because of the business of Valentine's Day. So before coming in, I took her out for lunch at Garden City. And she was saying, what if, what if the tourism industry, this is as good as it gets for the next two to three years. There is no international tourism in the next one or two years. So this is the new normal. Should the expectation be that tourism has to reset now? So asking for a handout, and saying, we need support because we're going to be decimated if we don't. What if the chain of thought at the government level is, well, that's just the reality you guys are going to have to deal with. So you may as well reset now, not in 12 months or 18 months. It's a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big call. Makes sense when you think about that, though. Horrendous if you're in the tourism industry. I'm not trying to uh, cause you any concern or duress, but... If the reality is that this is as good as it gets for the next, say, two years, I'm talking about international travel numbers... I mean, look at the reaction from our premiers. We get one case of a, a COVID thing, right, coming in in quarantine. How possibly can we open up international travel? And then, so if you were to put in sustainability measures and handouts, the wrong word, support to sustain that industry forward during this tough time, well, how long are you prepared to keep that up for? And it's a collective open-ended question. It's a horrible thing to ponder. Uh, but that is the reality that must be facing uh, Frydenberg and the Prime Minister at the moment. I've got a friend of mine that's got a small business out in the, in the Blue Mountains. Yep. Oh, they got wiped out by bushfires too. Yep. And everything that's happened the last 12 months, uh, he was supposed to do his first booking mm. uh, tomorrow. Mm. But everything shut down in Melbourne because the family were coming from Melbourne mm. to coming up to, to do the tour of the Blue Mountains. Uh, this is their third attempt that got shut, that has been shut down. Jeez, that's tough. Uh, yeah, so he was uh, devastated. I don't think was the right word, but yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Whenever you have a bad episode in business, there's always someone doing it tougher than you. Not that it gives you any sort of pleasure, but it really reframes like you know what your your problem levels aren't quite as bad as some others. I suppose that whole story of um, confidence. We talked about uh, trust being the currency of 2021 because trust builds confidence and this is the number one problem that the premiers have in every state in Australia uh, I think New South Wales is doing it the best to be honest uh, they seem to be the public confidence in the leadership is eroding uh, week by week and that is just a byproduct of them not being clear and concise I'm going to cover that uh, later on in that sort of conscious leadership bit towards the end of the show but that's why when you're a leader you have to be able to communicate and you have to be able to bring people on the journey now remember what i said it doesn't matter if you're leading yourself and the dog or it might be your family or you might have you know many staff and a workshop with you know 20 mechanics in it if you're the leader you have to provide leadership and part of that leadership is communication of where are we going 
how are we going and you're safe and everything's going to be okay so it's it's a tough time right now in February 2021 to be a leader in Australia and obviously the spotlight is firmly on our premiers and our prime minister because they're the top leaders you know in, in public life uh, I've always said I'd hate to be in one of those positions because you, you're fighting a losing battle because no matter what you do, half the people aren't going to agree with you, right? So you start at that point. It's a tough one. I'll go into that a little bit later. Look, let's go into uh, the news that caught my attention this week. Now, following on from Shane's point that corporates are going pretty well, have a look at JB Hi-Fi. It is absolutely screaming. Revenue is up 24%. Net profit is up 86% for the group. But keeping in mind, they only do 10% online, so the majority of it is still foot traffic through their stores. Why JB Hi-Fi gets a special mention this week, and there was a write-up in the Fin Review, it's because they are an innovative bunch of people. Now, Murray, the CEO of the group, Richard Murray, was saying that really they haven't learned much from COVID other than their store managers and their team just get on with the job. It was very apparent this week when Melbourne announced their lockdown, all the Victorian store managers by 7.30 on Friday night had already organised door-to-door deliveries the next day. They went out and hired 40 hire cars and by the end of the weekend they'd done 1,000 deliveries door-to-door. How's that for a well-aligned and agile team? Well done JB Hi-Fi, well done. Business groups are calling for a unified national approach to border closures and decision-making. Everyone from tourism groups right up to the ACTU secretary has been in the media this week stating that states have had long enough to understand the problem and they, they should now be able to signal clearly what will happen and when. It was reported this week by the national broadcaster that the Crown Casino debacle may have been avoided if the group had treated an ex-Chinese staffer who was arrested for just doing her job and paid only $27,000 a year just a bit better. The whistleblower is the reason behind what triggered the inquiry, which has seen a very public comb through of that organisation's issues and faults. Maybe they should have paid more attention to looking after the little guy. JobKeeper is finishing in March, is on every business person's mind. How will this impact spending behaviour and what does it mean for people who are not reliant on the BNPL providers? That's the buy now, pay later. Less money coming in with a rising amount of debt will see people go into financial hardship and where does that leave us in the retail or manufacturing sector? Well, we're all going to find out together as the time goes on. Telstra has announced that it wants to bring all of its stores under its own umbrella. There's about 330-odd Telstra stores, I think it is, but Telstra only operate about 60-odd stores themselves, and they've done some deals on the rest of it. They want to become a retailer of electronic goods, which may indeed be taking on some of like JB's business. So it's interesting that the national telco is eyeing off a move in their stores to actually go into um, electrical goods. So that's the latest news out of Telstra this week. That is the main news from me in what struck me as interesting out of the news this week. So interesting news bits. Um, I think we're all thinking about, you know, job keeper, job seeker. Now, just as an update, if you're confused about where everything's at, which I was, now remember job seekers like the old Dole, what I used to call Dole back in the old days. Uh, once the loading is off, there's still $150 COVID loading and they talk about this on a fortnightly basis, it'll go to $565 a fortnight, which is the job seeker. Now, that's a single non-renter, no dependents. 
so the basic level, which is $282 a week. Now, can you live on $282 a week if you're not renting and you don't have any kids? That seems to be the, the debate at the moment. The government is considering, I was reading today, bringing out a uh, reformed package and removing 20-odd supplements and replacing that with four new targeted payments. Why does this make it onto the business show? Because I think we're all slightly worried about how are consumers going to continue spending in the retail space. Now, keep in mind, all the people on JobKeeper, around about 60% or more have now come off JobKeeper and gone back to employment. The worst uh, fearing state was Victoria, where only roughly about 44% of those people had returned from JobKeeper back to normal employment. So all other states are ahead of Victoria by about 20-odd percent in the rough numbers published this week. So whether it's JobKeeper or JobSeeker, there is still money in the economy. Online sales is absolutely booming. We saw that in the December uh, spend, remember? People moved their spending forward to November because of the Black Friday, uh, the Black um, Cyber sales, etc. So where does this, what does this mean for us? I think we have to all just be a little bit calm about it. It's natural to think, what if? But really, remember one of my sayings, uh, worrying is like a waste of time because it's like sitting in a rocking chair and just, you know, rocking back and forth. You don't go anywhere. It's fine to appreciate that it may impact us negatively because our consumers don't have as much money to spend, which will slow the supply chain. But I think we have to look at everything that happens in the economy. On the other side, property is due for a 16% growth this year. One six, 16%. That's three years growth in one cycle. So whilst we may have some decreased um, discretionary spend on one side, people are moving into assets on the other, which means if you buy a house, they are going to spend money on home, they're going to spend money on digital, electronics, white goods, etc. So there is spending going on in the economy. So if you're getting worried about what's going to happen once these supports come off, take a breath, stay calm, and just make sure you focus on your business. What's in it for your customer? Make sure you keep building the trust and the currency with them because people will still spend and there's still people working well and have got a lot of money to use. So don't get too upset. Uh, I want to just quickly share something before we go into Coach's Corner, Mel. There is a local florist uh, here in Logan Home, uh, the Flower Crew Originals. Vanessa runs that business. Uh, she's a client of Flower Hub. That's how I know her. I got word today that she's running a Pay It Forward initiative on her Facebook page, and she does this after every main period. Now, if you'd like to nominate somebody to receive some free flowers, someone who's worthy, a worthy recipient that might be down on their luck, they might have some bad health that may have lost their job and really just needs a pick-me-up. Vanessa's Facebook page, The Flower Crew Originals, uh, hit up that page. You can private message uh, the, the Flower Crew Originals on there or you can post an open message and that will be drawn tomorrow and they will then distribute those flowers around. How nice is that? Wait, that's a great initiative. Bit of community. Yeah. So really nice. That's why uh, Vanessa gets the go and I'm talking about that tonight because uh, I think that's just lovely. So well done. If you'd like to get in touch with him, you can do that via our Email business at 101fm.org.au uh, via Facebook, like uh, Shane Drew did a little bit earlier in the program, Logan City 101FM. And please, uh, <laughs> he, he stumps me all the time with all these questions, and I, some, I don't know them all. So let's uh, get a few questions via our uh, Facebook page and let's see if we can stump him just a little bit. That would be great. So, Logan City 101FM is the Facebook. The business at 101fm.org.au is the email. And uh, Instagram, 
uh, Business 101 show. For. Look, uh, that offer to send me an email and ask me a question and put me on the spot, that is a genuine offer. Uh, if we could do phoning like live calls, I'd be doing it. So uh, I used to be a rugby referee. I used to love being put on the spot and the pressure to make a decision. So if you've got an issue or a, a challenge that you've got or something that's blowing up for you and you, you just don't know how to carve it or what to do with it, throw it at me. I'd love to help you out and live on air. You don't have to say where you're from. If you want me to keep your business private, that's no problem. But let's workshop the ideas because that was always the dream when we put this show together is to actually get live ideas and problems and actually workshop them. And get the interaction with uh, the local businesses yeah, in, I, in I and around Logan. I hunger for that. I'm really looking forward to the day where uh, we're almost there where we actually can run workshops and things because I really can't wait to you know get more interaction. So Yeah, yeah once we get this uh, COVID thing under control. That's right. And uh, speaking of control with the COVID, the Pfizer vaccine landed in Australia today, as the top of the hour news told us. So how good is that? But something I read sent read sent chills down my spine on the weekend. It's not the magic bullet. It's not going to prevent us from actually catching COVID. It just simply minimises the detrimental effects that we have once we're vaccinated. So I don't know if you understand that about vaccinations, but I didn't. I thought it was like, you know, magic pill and voila, I'm immune. So no, but at least it will stop us from getting long COVID and the severe effects of it and hopefully no uh, death from it. So Because, I mean, that's the biggest thing with with this all is we don't know the long-term effects because it it attacks your body and different Mm. organs within your body. And um, the longer you've got it, the more damage it's going to cause. So Mm. So it's definitely worth getting the vaccination. In my opinion, I'm having it. It's just, it's a personal choice. But yeah, so the first vaccines arrived today and I think that is cause celebration. That's a positive. So yay team, go Australia. Well done the government. Ladies and gentlemen, do you consider yourself the leader of your tribe, of your world, of the people that follow you? Ross Burns, are you the leader of the Aussie homegrown tribe? Yes, you are. Every two weeks. And if you don't feel like the leader of your tribe, what actually helps is if you change your physiology. So step one is if you're, a, if you're not an out and proud, loud and proud leader and you're not confident in yourself, try just assuming the superhero pose. That's the, you know, the fists on the hips and I'm standing sort of shoulder width apart and Mel's laughing at me in the studio. And I'm looking up and I'm strong. You'll see it in a lot of the sitcoms. They do it now. Yes. <laughs> Ross is doing the Superman flying thing in the next studio through the window. Changing the way that you see yourself and what your position in your own world is, is very simply at just an act of changing just your posture. And if you start with a superhero pose, that may help bring out of you that feeling of, I've got this. I am the leader of my tribe. I am the leader of my circle. Now, I know firmly that I'm the leader of the circle of the Business 101 Show tribe, of the Flower Hub tribe, uh, of the Southeast Queensland flower business broader as a tribe. I'm an industry leader. So I'm comfortable with that. But doesn't mean that you're comfortable with being a leader. And you may not yet feel comfortable being a leader. But here's the thing. You're allowed to be a leader and you're allowed to be unsure of yourself, but you cannot let on to the rest of your tribe that you're unsure of yourself. Now, normally you'll, you'll never hear me say, fake it till you make it. I think that's the worst saying that was ever brought out ever. Simply act like you belong. And if you're failing in your confidence as a leader, change your physiology, do the superhero pose, do it in your office so no one can see you and just stand there for five minutes and go, I am great. I'm the leader. I'm the protector of my tribe and we will get through this. And if you do those little things, you'll find that you'll actually become a much better leader. Now, it sounds like a lot of fun and it can be a lot of fun if you don't get uh, too serious about it. So if you need to do those things to bring yourself up to the leadership step, good. If you're a leader listening to this, you'll go... 
Nat, Coach Nikki, I got this. Okay, cool. But remember, we're all at different levels of our journey. That brings me into tonight's main theme, which is conscious leadership. Those of us who run businesses, who run our own enterprises, who have people looking up to us, we are leaders. And as a leader, it is our sacred responsibility to provide people with safety and with surety, even when we don't feel safe and even when we don't feel sure. Conscious leaders actually know that they have a role to play and that's what they fulfill. Look at the Queen. She is a conscious leader, probably the best example I can give you of a conscious leader. When you look at the way that the Queen holds herself, executes her office, all those things, very Queen-like, wouldn't you say, Malcolm? Very regal. Very regal, exactly. That is a conscious leader, a really good example of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where Donald Trump fits into my analogy. No, I seriously don't because I'm, I haven't analysed him enough because I don't pay him enough attention. So whether you're a flamboyant, out there personality or whether you're a stoic, regal uh, person, it doesn't matter the style of leadership that you have, but you must always convey safety and surety to your team, even when there is none. Now, remember, if we don't have leaders that are strong, we're going to have a leadership vacuum. And when that happens, people start getting fragmented and scared, and you'll see it a lot in organisations. Mal, have you ever been part of uh, a Nepal committee? Uh, yes. It's uh, a loaded question. I know you have been. <laughs> now, if you've been part of a community group or even a, a workplace, and if you've had an exceptional leader, my bet is you were happier, you felt more fulfilled, and you felt like your time was valued. Am I correct? That's 100%. Now, think of the rubbish committees you've been part of. You would have had bad leadership no direction, bad communication, and people didn't feel valued. Yeah. Would you agree? True. I don't want to put words in your mouth here, no, actually. No, that no. was a genuine question. Yeah. Leaders have such an important role. It's not super hard, but it's where it all stems from. So if you've got an organization, if in your business, if you've got water cooler talk, if you've got name calling, if you've got things that aren't going quite right for you, then I would actually say your leadership needs a bit of a tweak. You need to be more of a conscious leader, superhero pose, think of the queen, whatever your style is, and that will actually help you get your team alignment and get things going. So remember, conscious leadership. Have you all read Art of War? We're up to chapter three, folks, and tonight, strategic defense. Oh, there are so many business gold nuggets in this. I've got to move quickly because it's a big chapter. There's three key parts to it. It's about capturing the whole, not fragments. Winning 100 battles is not the goal. The ultimate achievement is defeat the enemy without coming into battle. What does that say? Negotiate your way into a settlement without going full frontal war? Yeah. Siege warfare only undertaken if it's unavoidable. I read that as don't be afraid to get down and dirty if you had to, but only go there if absolutely necessary. So, outthink the enemy, break their alliances. If you battle... You have to outnumber your enemy. If you outnumber your enemy 10 to 1, surround them. 5 to 1, attack them. 2 to 1, split them. If forces are equal, engage in the open. A smaller force, no matter how determined, will always come excuse me, to a larger one. This, for me, in the business realm, says you've got to be very aware of what's your number versus the opposition. What's your strength? What's their weakness? And again, do I have to engage in the open or do we just attack and take over? Do we buy out uh, through equity share? There's a lot of business um, things you can draw out of those messages. 
this one's really interesting, especially because tonight's show is on conscious leadership. Three ways a ruler can break their army. One, hobble the army by ordering advance or retreat at the wrong time. So give the wrong orders from the top at the wrong time, you can break your army. Two, confuse your troops by interfering in military organizations without understanding it. To me, that says you have to deeply understand your direct reports and their departments. And don't interfere with them and throw the I'm the boss routine because you can really stuff that up. The third way is dishearten the troops by meddling with rank and responsibility without regard for the consequences. So that is don't move their cheese without telling them, telling them, telling them. Don't just go and throw the boss card. Lesser lords will cause trouble if they sense this of the opposition. So if your opposition get a whiff that you're uh, a micromanager, if your staff are confused and you don't have a clear strategy or they're disheartened, well, guess what? The opposition's going to attack you. So be careful of that. Now, five keys to victory. One, knowing when to fight and when not to brings victory. Knowing what to do when superior number and also when outnumbered brings victory. Three, holding officers and men united in purpose brings victory. Alignment. Four, carefully prep and catching the enemy unprepared. That strategy brings victory. And five, a skillful general given free reign by the ruler brings victory. Don't micromanage. Get smarter people than you. Let them go and do their job. Five ways to win. So if you know yourself and know your enemy, you will gain victory 100 out of 100 times. If you know yourself and you know your enemy, so that is if you understand your market and you understand yourself in the market, you'll win. If you only know yourself but not your enemy, so no market intelligence, you will meet one defeat for every victory. That's only 50%, Mel. That's 50% success. That's horrible. If you know neither yourself nor your enemy, you will never be victorious. Now, I actually ask you, is that if you don't know your why and you don't know your enemy's purpose, you'll never win? That's, like that's what came to my mind when I read that. Yeah. How good's that? It's, I know it's a quick walkthrough. You could spend an hour pulling this one apart and bringing every single business. I said, we might actually do a full workshop day on the art of war once we've gone through the book and we get out in, in, and doing events. But the chapter three, strategic defense, is really the, one of the cornerstones of the making, setting the plan, the strategy, understanding your why, not micromanaging, getting smart people, letting them go and do their job, and understanding your opposition, understanding your position, understanding your strength, understanding the weakness. So absolutely loved it. Next week, chapter four is on momentum, and that is one of the keys for an entrepreneur to actually go well is to do momentum. All right. How will you be more of a conscious leader for your circle? What are you going to do this week? Your family, your business, your group, you volunteer at? That's your homework for this week. You've got to think about that. You've actually got to map out a strategy. Uh, Monday nights, the Business 101 show here on uh, 101 FM. Uh, you can contact us uh, via Facebook, Logan City 101 FM, uh, via the email business at 101fm.org.au. That was the Business 101 show with your host, Coach Nicky. Logan 101's very own Mal West. For podcasts and resources, visit our sponsor, CoachNikki.com. Re- remember what Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version 9.